You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, this is your host, Dr. Barry. I want to thank you for listening to the Health and Wealth Collection podcast. We really enjoy all the feedback we've been getting so far and hope to be able to provide you with more exciting episodes in the ongoing future. Also, just want to announce that we are now on Anchor FM. We're also always on AfroVibesRadio.com, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, every Thursday. However, we're also on Anchor FM, which will actually mean we're going to be on every podcast platform. So you can always use your favorite podcast app and just search for Health and Wealth Connection Podcast, and we should be able to you should be able to pull up the show very easily. Now, if you'd like to reach me, um, I am Dr. Barry MD on Instagram at Dr. Barry MD. Also, you can check out um, our Facebook page, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Um, also, if you want to check out our blog, www.controlyourweight.com. And lastly, and very importantly, is our podcast page. Again, it's anchor.fm backslash HWC Connection. Again, that's anchor.fm backslash HWC Connection. And again, if you go to our podcast page, you can actually join our list of support team and maybe make a small donation every month to the show. Um, or you can actually uh, listen to the show and uh, listen to some of the sponsors that may come across. So just enjoy the show. Um, it should be now very easy to get access and get the show on your phone or listening device. And of course, if you have any issues or concerns, always reach us by email. And that is at drbarryhealth at gmail.com. Again, email is drbarryhealth at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the show. Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. Barry here with the Health and Wellness Collection Podcast. Today's show, we're talking about something that's, I think, very prescient, if you will. We're talking about the flu. And uh, the flu is something that's, of course, kind of in everyone's ears and, and mouth right now because it is flu season. It's the fall period, and uh, we're kind of back in our school and uh, other work environments. And there's a really good chance that you or someone you know has probably come down with the flu. So during this period, it's very important that, you know, you're doing everything you can to try and stay healthy and try to, you know, protect yourself so that you can be as healthy as possible during this flu season. Now, the flu is something that's quite, quite a big deal, if you will, because it has a huge impact on our society as a whole. Um, it's estimated that the flu actually causes about, costs about $10.4 billion as far as hospitalizations, doctor's visits, medications, and so forth that are needed to help deal with people who come down with the flu. And of course, there's tons of of sick work days and everything. So the flu is very significant and it definitely caused a really large impact on our lives and our society and our pocketbook. So it's important that um, 
we do everything that we can to help protect ourselves so that we don't get sick during this flu season. Now, what is the flu exactly? Before we get into, you know, how to protect yourself, what is it exactly? People use the flu kind of the word pretty, you know, um, freely here. And sometimes it may be being used inappropriately. The flu is basically known as an illness typically caused by a virus called the influenza virus. Now, the thing about the flu virus is that it's simply something that, you know, you know, moves around the globe, actually. And um, because of this, scientists have created things known as vaccines that help, you know, predict what kind of viruses are going to infect certain populations. Either way, uh, the virus, when it comes on, it typically causes uh, a, a kind of a large amount of symptoms, including fevers, chills, generalized muscle aches, cough, and fatigue. So it can really put you down. I and mean, most people who get the flu tend to not want to function for the days or so that they're having it. And that's healthy people. Now, for the very young and the very old, flu can be quite serious and actually cause pretty serious illness, even death. So flu can be quite significant illness. And for many years had been a reason why there were potentially there were large amounts of people dying from it because of ignorance regarding the flu and also our you know immune systems weren't really built for it. Um, either way, the flu has now uh, become something that um, has been identified due to the science. So we now kind of have a better idea of what exactly is going on and how it's affecting us and trying to find the best ways to protect us. The thing with the flu is that because it's a virus, the way it spreads most commonly is through person-to-person contact. So, hence the reason why during the fall season, when people are more indoors, you know, more close proximity to one another, it's very easy for viruses like the flu to be passed around, especially when all the symptoms that it causes, including including cough, sneezing, and so forth, are extremely effective ways of propagating the virus. So, you know, it's very important that if you're in, you know, you know, in, in a closed environment, which most of us are during a cold period because it's too cold outside, you want to make sure you're doing everything you can to help protect yourself from the illness and uh, getting sick and, and so forth. So, you know, here at the Health and Wellness Collection Podcast, we have to promote prevention overall. So you want to make sure you're doing everything you can as far as keeping yourself protected from uh, the viral infection. So let's talk about some things you can do if you're interested in, you know, trying to stay healthy during flu season. What kind of techniques can you employ in your everyday movements to make sure that you're giving yourself the best shot and not getting sick during the flu season? Well, the first thing you want to make sure you're doing is try as much as you can to avoid close contact. Now, <laughs> I know we just stated that, uh, you know, you're going to be close contact with folks and you can't really help that. That's true. But just make sure that, you know, you're not really really, really all up in people's personal space because, again, that's a good way to contract any viruses that they may be emitting. So um, I just, you know, tell people to keep their distance for the most part. Try to, you know, uh, minimize contact unless you absolutely are comfortable with the person's health. Um, And if you are sick, you know, declare yourself, hey, look, I'm sick. Please don't come near me or tell people to stay away so that, you know, people can, uh, you know, ensure that they reduce their exposure to your potential illness. Um, and that, and that's another thing to the sick people. The sick people are kind of those who are really, you know, obligated to really, I think, make sure that they're doing everything they can to reduce their, you know, um, ability to get others sick. And that's hard, obviously, but you want to minimize some of those, uh, those things. Like, if you're sick, you know, you probably don't want to be sharing, you know, <laughs> fork spoons and cups and stuff with other people who aren't sick. Cause that's a good way to spread the illness. Now, if you're just a bad person. You want to get people sick on purpose. And that's some other issues we have to deal with. But, Assuming you're a good person, you want to try to get healthy and you want to minimize others getting sick. 
you know, you want to, you know, try to seclude yourself a little bit. You know, maybe if you're at work, you know, consider going home or just staying home, actually, if you're feeling sick in the morning and calling in. Um, you know, these things can be frustrating for employers when employees call in. But the reality is, if they do call in and they truly are sick, it's actually doing the employer a great favor. Because if they come to work sick and get half the staff sick, it's going to be pretty tough for the employer to continue to operate the business. So if you're sick, don't feel bad. Call in. You're actually doing everyone a favor. It's something that I think needs to be promoted more. So, um, you know, if you're sick, you know, just stay home and don't be hesitant to call in and tell your employer you can't make it because you have a fever, especially if you're fever out or you're really coughing and sneezing quite a bit. That could potentially be a good way the other sick. So consider staying home and just hydrating. Um, so um, another thing you can do if you're, um, you know, uh, in the flu season, trying not to get sick. It's so important. It sounds silly, but it's so important. Please wash your hands. It's really something, really the best thing you can do to protect yourself from getting sick. Even if you were someone who came in contact with someone who was sick, shook someone's hand who was sick. If you wash your hands regularly, it's a great way to help reduce the risk of transmitting that infection to your body. Um, Washing hands helps, you know, wash all the potential viruses or any kind of pathogens you may have come in contact with. And it's a good way to kind of, you know, maintain good hand sanitization. Um, hand washing is so important that it's probably the most effective way to help reduce, you know, yourself getting sick. I can't say that enough. It's so important. Just wash your hands. Some similar to that can really reduce, uh, uh, take a significant chunk of, of the sicknesses that we do develop uh, in general. You know, and, and let's say you're someone who, you know, maybe you're in an area that's very, you know, dry. There's no sinks around or you're in some sort of secluded environment. Consider, you know, using an alcohol-based hand rub. It's been shown that these things are very effective as well in killing viruses and germs. Um, and, um, you know, they can be used without water. So there's a there's a good plus there. And I think ultimately, you know, you want to use those as a temporary kind of a, a way to help reduce um, or to, to get those hands more sanitized. When you do get to some water, you definitely want to get in that water eventually and wash everything off. But those uh, alcohol-based hand sanitizers can be a great idea to help kind of keep your hands uh, more sanitized. Um, and and I guess this goes to the next point. So if you're someone who has been, uh, you know, washing your hands and you've been uh, doing a good job in that, or you may forget here and there. Another thing you should also keep in mind is to try to avoid touching your eyes, nose, or mouth. And eyes, nose, and mouth are, are pretty much the entry points for <laughs> most things, including food and a lot of, uh, you know, permeable uh, areas of the body in those areas. So... You know, you want to be careful when you're just kind of touching those areas because those are great ways that germs can get in uh, to your body and cause cause havoc. So, you know, try not to touch your eyes, nose, and mouth so much, especially my teachers out there. You know, you want to definitely heed this warning. Um, you should be washing your hands regularly as well because, you know, kids can be a great source of uh, germs. <laughs> we all know this, but kids are cute, but they're full of germs. So you want to make sure if you're around a lot of kids, you're washing your hands, you're doing a very good job and keeping your... Um, your, your hand sanitized to help reduce yourself getting sick because that's something that, you know, of course we know professions like, you know, nurses, clinicians, you know, teachers, people who are around, you know, kids a lot, you can potentially you know, have a higher chance of getting sick. So it's just so important. These are just kind of basic tips, obviously, but they're also, I think, extremely important tips but only because a lot of these things, if you do them, can really reduce your risk of getting uh, the flu um, infection quite dramatically. All right, now, so that was kind of the first part of the show. We're going to, I think, the next part of the show, we're going to talk more about, you know, what to do when you do get the flu, kind of what are the tips you should be doing, helping yourself, uh, you know, um, 
overcome um, the flu and as well as we're going to talk also more about the flu shot and kind of really dive deep a little bit more into that talk about some of the controversy around the shot and you know whether or not something you should consider uh, again this is Dr. Barry here with the Health Wellness Collection Podcast um, thanks for listening to the show today we're going to talk a lot more about the flu right after the break hello 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Collection Podcast it's your host Dr. Barry here all right, so we're talking about the flu. You know, it's flu season. You know, I'm sure you got folks you know who've gotten sick of the flu, and maybe you're worried that you're going to get sick, or you may be feeling sick now. I mean, so <laughs> what's going on? And uh, you know, we're going to talk more about that and kind of figure out ways you can help. You know, keep yourself you know ahead of the game and try to help reduce your risk of getting sick. Um, now, again, if you're just joining us, we did talk about the show uh, briefly, um, or previously in the show. Sorry about you know ways you can kind of help avoid getting sick as far as just simple tips you can do uh, naturally uh, regarding avoiding the flu. Now, of course, the big thing that everyone always promotes, and we talk about a lot and hear about a lot in the media, is the flu shot. And the flu shot is something that, you know, it's something that in general has been, I would say, a, uh, a, um, a medical kind of marvel, if you will, in regards to helping reduce our risk of getting the flu. And we say that because if we just take a quick look in history, we know that the flu at one time, it was one of the more deadliest viruses you could get. Um, it's actually October. Well, sorry, just October just passed. And uh, there was actually a very dangerous um, flu epidemic that really caused quite a bit of havoc. This occurred in uh, October of 1918, and it's known as a great flu pandemic. It was one of the most, most deadliest pandemics in human history. Um, there was one month where 200,000 people died of the flu. Um, and uh, overall, uh, it spread throughout the world, of course, because f- flu goes all over the globe. And it's believed that um, the pandemic lasted about 15 months. And it was believed that during that 15 months, 500 million people fell sick worldwide and killed about 5% of the world's population. So the flu was, it was a big deal. Um, it would come on, you know, quit it pretty quickly, you know, cause significant respiratory infections. And then people who were not very healthy or had other issues, other comorbidities, uh, would succumb because they would get pretty significant pneumonias and uh, die. So it was pretty a deadly illness. And then, you know, of course, um, our, our healthcare system wasn't as sophisticated in general. So a lot of things were, you know, you know, unable to be done effectively, like respiratory care and management. So I think with our with our current health care system, we'll be able to handle, I think, a pandemic a lot better. But it's, you know, still something that you have to take into serious account that the flu, you know, if ran completely amok can cause quite a bit of damage to human population so um now this of course has dropped dramatically as far as these pandemics ever since uh the flu vaccine was created so naturally it was after this pandemic that science really kind of jump-started its uh vaccine research and then eventually came out with a vaccine in the 40s which then kind of got standardized in the 50s and from there because of this flu vaccine we've rarely seen a significant outbreak of that magnitude uh, since so the flu vaccine definitely you know has been shown to be very effective in helping reduce these uh, the deadliness of the flu um, now because I think most people who are alive now you know really don't you know, weren't alive or don't really know anyone who was a victim of the 1918 flu pandemic you know the seriousness is probably lost on many people so want people to take that into consideration so you know and then regards to the flu vaccine the flu vaccine is something that you should definitely consider if you're someone who you know is working in a uh, you know, environment with a lot of uh, uh, children, or if you're in a hospital setting, 
um, you know, or if you're around old, the elderly, because those people are very high risk populations for the flu. So you want to make sure you're reducing your risk of spreading the vaccine or getting sick. And if you do get sick and you work in those populations, you should definitely consider staying home. Um, now, those who are healthy and just, you know, have no real medical issues and are pretty, you know, otherwise without illness, um, you could probably, you know, um, you know, decide personally if you want to take the shot or not. I don't think something that's absolutely required because there are ways to help prevent illness by, you know, simply, you know, like I said, like we said earlier, you know, trying to take general precautions, hand washing, things like that, you know, making sure you're, you know, you're eating a health, healthy, balanced diet. So your immune system is at its strongest, drinking a lot of water in general, especially if you do get sick, that also helps you, you know, recover quickly. Um, and you're just kind of hydrating, keeping your body at, at peak uh, um, health. That's a great way to help prevent or reduce your risk of getting sick with the flu. And if you do get the flu, you'll be able to fight it off more effectively. Um, so things like that are something you can definitely do. I'm also a big fan of, um, of echinacea. I think that's something that's also effective in helping uh, strengthen the immune system. Um, and also vitamin C. Uh, those things have been also effective in zinc. Those are some great minerals to also consider if you're someone who's trying to stay healthy, boost your immune system. And just overall, you know, try to give yourself you know, the best shot possible in staying healthy. But the vaccine also can be a part of that. So um, overall, though, um, I think uh, vaccine is a personal choice, but it is something that should be considered seriously in populations who are increasingly vulnerable to the flu, like the elderly and the and the very young. Now, so that being said, uh, I think that uh, you got to make sure that, you know, you're trying to be as healthy as possible in general during the flu season, too, because that is something that is, I think, very important if you're in a lot of stress or you're, you know, kind of you know, not drinking enough fluids or just kind of not being, you know, as healthy as possible, you do give yourself an increased risk of getting sick from the flu. So again, the flu is, is something that can cause a lot of havoc, but I think with, you know, current technology, especially with the vaccines we have out here, the healthcare um, we have out here, and also, um, you know, the medications that are sometimes also used to treat patients who do get the flu, um, like Tamiflu. Uh, which is also a uh, medication that's actually quite controversial as well in the medical community. Some people don't recommend it, seeing that the side effects can be um, as bad as the flu. Others do say it's a very effective treatment. Um, but Tamiflu is something that um, has been used also to help with flu symptoms. Something if you do get sick, if you do go to the local clinic, as soon as you do get your symptoms, they can uh, give you medication. There's Tamiflu, which is reportedly able to help reduce those uh, symptoms as uh, far as the duration of symptoms, um, it's believed to help reduce it by a few days. Um, but there's some conflicting data out there that says that this may not be as effective as previously thought. But there are some who still um, uh, swear by the medication. So something that you can consider as well if you do get sick and you're feeling absolutely terrible. Tamiflu has been shown in some per- people to help reduce symptom duration by a few days to help you get sick well faster. So with that being said, ultimately I think the best thing if you do feel sick, especially having fevers. Muscle aches, coughing, feeling short of breath. Definitely make a doctor's appointment. See your clinician. Get a full checkup. See what's going on. Because flu can be something that you may have gotten. Or it could be something completely unrelated. And uh, if you haven't had a checkup, you probably should get one as well. Because annual checkups can be life-saving. So that being said, um, this is your host, Dr. Bear here. If you have any questions regarding the flu or any kind of questions in general regarding health and wellness... Um, please don't reach, hesitate to reach out to us here at the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast. Uh, we're going to be um, answering all questions and responding on social media, as well as our uh, Instagram, Facebook page, and so forth. Um, 
in general, you know, just make sure, you know, don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. So overall, it's extremely important if you're out here, you know, and during the flu season, you want to do everything you can to help protect yourself. Um, all those who, like I said, who are in high risk uh, occupations, um, consider the flu shot. I think it's something that you should definitely get because it can help reduce your risk for getting sick as well as getting others sick. Um, also, if you're um, someone who doesn't really, you know, like the day of vaccinations, because um, maybe some things you read or whatnot, I think the most important thing to understand is that um, you know vaccines can be very useful. Um, they can be very effective as well. Um, you know, there you know is definitely some uh, you know uh, reason to be concerned for anything that comes in. You know, you come in contact with medication-wise, but I think there are some you know uh, history and facts to back up the effectiveness of vaccines. But you know, there are other things you can do as well as far as you know protecting yourself, and that's you know make sure you practice good hygiene, wash your hands, staying away from others. Uh, try to, you know, know when you're sick, stay home, try not to, uh, you know, be sick around other people. And overall, just, uh, you know, taking good care of yourself, hydrating, drinking a lot of fluids, and just doing everything you can to maximize maximize your health and wellness. Again, this is Dr. B, your host. Thanks for joining us today at the Health, Health, Health and Wellness Connection Podcast. Hopefully you'll come back and see us uh, next week when we have an exciting new topic for you. Again, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Podcast. For more info, check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss. Our show can also be found on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash HW Connection. Lastly, for any inquiries, email us at drbarryhealth at gmail.com. Until next time.